You're doing so good. I trust you. Just go to town. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives, it's Hannah from Detroit. I think this is a simple question, but I'm not really sure. So I report directly to the CMO, and she's telling me that now I'm managing this vendor. The vendor's new to us. I don't really know what they do yet, but she's telling me it's my job or it's part of my job to manage them. I don't really know how to proceed. I've only been at this company for nine months and I've never really worked with a vendor before and I certainly haven't managed a vendor before. So I'm curious if you have any advice on this topic. Oh, and then I think my other question around this topic is, does it affect my compensation in any way? Hannah. Hi, Hannah. First of all, fucking love Detroit. Do you? Yeah, I really like I really do. All the time I was working at magazines, I was uh, in Detroit oh. for every boat show, which means I was in Detroit in January, which is a And you still love Detroit. Yeah, I know, I still love Detroit. <laughs> okay, cool. It was just like, it's just like such a fun city. And like, I feel like it's overlooked and underappreciated. Great food, incredible people, cool culture, like, incredible art deco stuff. Like, oh. like you know, everybody kind of like fucked around in New York and then they perfected their craft and went to Chicago and Detroit and just like beautiful beautiful city okay yeah no it's really awesome go off detroit yeah detroit's the best anyway back to your question (laughs) (laughs) um i think this is an interesting situation to be in because no one's really hiring full teams of anything anymore you're dealing with vendors vendors have figured out a way to like do one thing do it well do it tight and do it at a cost that's that's better than having a full internal team so we love this question hannah because it's going to become more and more and more prevalent in the workplace You know what I think a lot of women's LinkedIn feeds are missing? More women. First of all, <laughs> first of all, yeah. Do you, <laughs> you wanted the truth, yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to like give a lot of reasons to go follow you <laughs> on LinkedIn for, for the listeners, um, but I don't think we need any other reasons, Mm-mm. but I'm going to give you some additional bonuses. Fair, yeah, well, I know um, you have notes and an outline. So yeah, no, I'll I need let you, you to let me get through this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think what is missing besides some like gender imbalance in the feed is a little sass. This is where Vanessa's LinkedIn posts come in. I eat, sleep, and breathe sass. It's very sassy. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. (laughs) And you know why it's fun? Because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Just call a spade a spade. That's what I think. Very direct, very actionable, very sassy. Any vendors I'm putting on blast, you send me a fucking breakup email, I will screenshot that shit and put it out there. She's not fucking around, folks. I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) Should bring that to the top and pin it. So if you just want some sass and some female, strong, powerful energy, please follow Vanessa's LinkedIn. Yeah, Yeah. I can do that. And then the other thing I think is really valuable that I particularly appreciate about your LinkedIn posts is that it really breaks down what has been overcomplicated about marketing. All of your posts make me feel like I get it a little better. Okay, good. I'm just out here bitching about how irritatingly complex people make marketing. (laughs) I'm like, it's not that complex. Take it down a notch, speak real people language, and only do things that normal human beings would do. People forget that like when you're in marketing, you're making plans for normal human behavior. If you as a human wouldn't do it, don't try to force other people to do it. 
I will get off my soapbox now. But if you want more of that, yeah. <laughs> you know where to find me. Vanessa's LinkedIn is the place. So go follow Vanessa on LinkedIn if you're not already. It's linkedin.com slash IN slash Vanessa Oler. That's two S's. O-L-E-R is the last name. Hannah, there are a couple things you need to know about working with vendors. Just a few. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've worked with vendors quite a bit and I experienced this, what Vanessa is describing, where it's like, oh, normally you'd have, and even five or a few years ago, you might yeah, have yeah. an internal team to run this entire sure. thing. Now, all of a sudden, it's a set of vendors. My marketing team is probably working with eight or 10 of them. Yeah. And like, and it's, it's one of those like normally... Inter- if you have an internal team, you might have like five or six people working on that thing. But now you've got a vendor team of like 20 to 30 people. So working with eight vendors, that's that's a couple hundred people you right. now have to like essentially manage. Totally. It's like you're working at like director level management numbers. You've only been there for nine months and all of a sudden you're directing a team of 200 people. 100%. And right. I have to like work on comms, project management, different timelines, different project management softwares. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Absolutely. So I think it's really worthy of your time to really understand what it means to you. Mm -hmm. And we do talk quite a bit about working with vendors in episodes 87 and 99. And I would consider those introductory to this episode. So yeah, given all that, Hannah, there are a few things you need to know um, as you onboard this vendor. What's interesting to me in this question is like, I actually am a vendor right now. Mm -hmm. So I work at agency. I'm the vendor. I'm the problem, Taylor. (laughs) Um, And what I, I find myself in a situation all the time where I'm both working with, you know, the the person where Hannah is, like kind of the bottom of the bottom of the pyramid and like just doing the the daily back and forth. But also I interact with like two levels above her and two or three levels above her. So I, I often have the CEO of a company come to me and say, Hey, you're working with my team. What do you think about them? Oh, you're working with Hannah. Wow. She's a new hire. Like, what do you think about her? I had somebody pull me into his office and was like, hey, we're moving some people around. We're letting some people go. And I'd like you to look at some resumes for who we're hiring as their backfill. Wow. So, so I, I'm suddenly consulting on the hiring and firing of this team. You can affect people's livelihood 100%. from the side. Yeah. So like I, I come at like vendors just come in from the side and affect everything top to bottom. So even Hannah, if you're the primary point person yeah. on this and- on this vendor relationship, they're still talking to your CMO and probably your CFO and maybe even yeah. your CEO as well. Right. And like, mm. it's what's interesting to me is like <laughs> seeing the different ways that people in Hannah's position treat vendors. So like, I'll say Hannah, don't treat, like they might be reporting to you technically because they like are delivering assets to you. Right. But because of this like sidebar relationship that they have with your entire vertical, you've got to be very careful with them mm-hmm. because like I had this, this one, this one client who, they're like kind of, you know, lowest level coordinator kind of person. She keeps putting comments on our videos as if it's like the end all be all gospel. And she's making really stupid comments, frankly. So, she, so I'm just like, every time I see them, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense with what her VP has told me is the goal of the video. So I had to have a phone call with her VP the other day while I was on vacation to clarify something. And because it was a phone call and not like, you know, not in, not in writing, not documented anywhere. Her VP was very open with me. She's like, she's very junior. She should not be making comments like that. I will speak to her and she shouldn't have been leading this video show. Well, a junior person of that level would never do that internally, which no. is the crazy thing. Yeah. Like you would never, you would never tell, you know, the VP of the video department, like, Hey, this is bullshit. I need you to change this, this, and this, and this. Right. Yeah. You would that's never. The tone in which she was giving these comments and the type of com- comment she was giving was like a total misunderstanding of what 
we were trying to accomplish here. Right. It was, it was wild. Like, so, so for me, like my biggest advice to Hannah is like, remember that, that vertical relationship that your vendor has that you don't have any insight into. And as, if as you a caution, yeah. If you wouldn't do it internally, yeah. you sure as hell shouldn't do it externally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're not giving final approvals internally, don't be the person giving final approvals with your vendor. Like your relationship with vendors and that vertical relationship they actually have with your entire organization is exactly like managing your own team, except your vendor can bite you in the ass. <laughs> like, it just will come back and haunt you in ways that you have no idea about. So just treat them with kid gloves, be very positive, be very precise in your language and like follow the fuck up all the time. Here's how it should go. You're going to be working with this vendor day to day. That's going to be part of your job. Then when they have a deliverable, you are that point person. You continue to be that point person, but rather than you being the point person and the approver, mm-hmm. you run it up the chain just like you would any other deliverable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's as if you did it yourself, right? You basically just outsource the execution of the thing. Right. So bring the execution back in and treat it as like, okay, I, quote unquote, I did this, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and and like, who would I go to in order to get approval on it? Bef- and you get all of that feedback. Same sign off, same feedback. Yes. And like group it together so nicely and be nice to your vendor yes. and then deliver it all at once. I love that. Right. Like make sure there's internal alignment on, on changes, on feedback, on approvals, on whatever, before you get your, your vendor involved. Cause what I see all the time is a client will like, you know, we have a couple of situations where like we are an agency's video production team. Mm-hmm. So now we're outsourcing two Twice. vendors. Yeah. yeah. So like, but that middle that middle agency should be running some interference and approvals by like with their client. They just pass it through Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is what our client said. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need you to interpret that for me. And like, and so I kick it back to them all the time. Like you understand that if I do this comment exactly as written, that will constitute an entire new re-edit of this video, which will set the timeline back about six weeks, which will also cost you a fuck ton of money. Do you want that? (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, we've experienced the same thing as we get, as we've gotten into a particular vendor relationship that I'm working with. It's like part of the process that they've requested has been, can you give us a once over before you bring it to your internal stakeholders? And I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Uh And so we have to, we're running that team because like now I'm the pass through for a different set of approvers. Totally. For these first several months of managing this vendor, Hannah, you're going to, continue to use that same internal approvals chain Mm -hmm. that you are required to do right now. As you get more experience in this role, it may be that those approvals come faster or come with less oversight. And maybe in a year or six months, you can give commentary and feedback that is good enough and your seniors Mm -hmm. up the chain don't need to see it or see it in the same way or spend as much time with it. But until then, you are running everything up the flagpole Uh every single time. The first one is running our, our our Instagram for a multi-million dollar beauty brand. The first three months, my VP told me is like every single thing you do, every single story, every emoji, Mm -hmm. every sticker Mm -hmm. is going to need approval from me. And he was, and he was like, but I'm available to you. If I'm in a meeting, if I'm whatever, just hold your phone up to the window (laughs) and I will give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. I interrupted a lot of high dollar meetings that way. I was like, but I, I have to do this now. (laughs) Right. I thought you got a lot of good intros that way. (laughs) Oh, I stood outside like some real intense conference rooms and just like build a story live and like, okay, story card one approved story card two approved. Like I did like 15 card arcs, right? You're just standing outside yeah. that meeting. So creepy. So it's awkward. giving uh, love actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is giving love actually. I crushed it. Um, 
But like after about three months when he realized like, oh, she has not made a fuck up. She's you're giving I, no notes anymore. Yes, right? exactly. Like, yep, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Then like I, I, I came to him and he was like, I don't care. I barely look at that mm. anymore. And I was like, mm. okay. And you know me, I love validation. So I was a little hurt about it. So it, required, <laughs> no gold stars. it required him to tell me like, you're doing so good. I trust you. Just go to town. Mm. And then I would like, you know, sit in my desk with my f- feet up on my chair and just like post from there. And he was like, maybe look a little more professional when you're doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> a little less smug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. Over time, you'll like get a feel for like, what your approval chain really cares about what they don't and you'll be able to like nip it in the bud before it comes back from the vendor. And the other thing I love about this is if you do become a people manager of people internally, Uh right? If your team is starting to grow, training them up, you'll see the same thing. You'll see over time, you will be that approver of every single fucking thing before it goes up the flagpole. And over time, your junior, you know, as your team gets built out, they will also become more self-sufficient as they understand whatever it is that you're executing against. Yeah. And like, because of that Holland, like I really actually liked what Hannah had to say about compensation because managing external teams is more like managing an internal team than anyone really realizes. Yeah. Especially if your function in relation to those vendors is that quality control valve, right? Like you just said, as your team gets built out, you get kind of pushed higher up the ladder. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Except for the, team that is reporting to you is just their paycheck just comes from a different company that's maybe the only difference now if you're simply just the coordinator of a schedule then fine no no race yeah (laughs) but like if you are quality like quality controlling anything if you're like having to edit their work having to go through their work having to like give kind of the first pass on Mm -hmm. it then yeah i'd say that's that's nigh unto managing your own team and you should be getting a raise for that And I want you to kind of like double down on the, on the process Mm -hmm. by which you should like handle a vendor. Like let's get real tactical with it. And I know this is what you love to do. So (laughs) let me talk about it. I will give you the floor. Yeah. I think what's really interesting about working with vendors is that there is a high degree of adherence to what direction they're given. Ah, uh uh-huh. So what you say matters. And if you say it, it goes, if you don't say it, it doesn't go. (laughs) And if you say it, then you immediately start spending money on it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's required in addition to your contract being very explicit and your statement of work and your scope of work, all of that for your vendor, um, which is going to happen with your finance team and it's going to happen with your management. Mm -hmm. After all those papers are signed, there are more process documents that you owe your vendor. Mm -hmm. Every interaction that you expect needs to be written down. Every process check, every operational check needs to be in an operational document that's Mm -hmm. delivered professionally in all the channels with all the CCs, right? (laughs) To your vendor. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it would behoove you to make sure like Hannah, that you understand all the terms of the contract. Cause I I can't tell you how many times we have gone back and forth a million times with a, with a client to make sure that all those details mm-hmm. are in the contract. And then, then I get handed a coordinator who knows nothing about it. I'm like, can you do this? Can you do this? And I'm like, I don't want to say no to you, but also like, I hope you understand that's costing you, you know, $200 an hour mm-hmm. rather than, you know, this wrapped up into, you know, all purpose contracts. Some project contract. Yeah, like right? that's an extra thing. Yeah. And I've only had one client come to me who like, you know, we sign the contract with their VP and then all their department heads get to use us mm, like as mm-hmm. a vendor. I've only had one, that one client come to me and be like, make sure when I, my team asks you stuff, if it's going to cost us anything more, you push back because they need approval from me before okay. they, before they say yes to you. And I'm like, okay, great. Absolutely. But some people don't know that when they're, when they're this level of, you know, just managing a vendor. 
So Hannah, I'm super excited for you. I think as the terms of this relationship become more clear to you, <laughs> you'll probably have a better time with it, but make sure you understand that contract. Make sure you understand mm-hmm. their scope. Make sure you deliver all the process documentation <laughs> and that those processes will change over time. And that's totally, totally normal, totally normal. But every time it changes, make sure it's documented. Absolutely. Hannah, good luck. Let us know Carry how it on. goes. <laughs> question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Oh, there is a lot to think about when it comes to vendors. This is like the episode I want to send to my clients. Like, listen, would you please listen to this? This is like, required prerequisite onboarding material <laughs> to work with yeah. me. Yeah. This is um, Vanessa Vendor 101. <laughs> Are you still here? Like, still here? Are you here now? Why do I feel like we have a Ouija board in the room? <laughs> do you? Maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if you, you know, did. I'm sad that I don't, but it still begs the question. Is our listener still here? Because if they are... I think they should rate, review, subscribe. You know why? Helps other people find this podcast. Mm. Rate, review, subscribe.